Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by Greg Brown and how's things, Greg? Good evening, I'm very well, thank you. You okay? I'm good, thank you. Are we enjoying the another run at summer? We seem to have already had about two or three summers this year. It's far too warm. Far too warm. And I think it's to get warmer before the end of the week, so I hope you've got all your work done for this week and you're able to enjoy it between now and the weekend. Well, that's the plan. We'll play it by ear. <laughs> yeah, and that's partly why we're recording tonight, I suppose, is to get ahead of the game. Um, and we'll come on to that as we progress in the podcast. There's Some markets are out quite early in Belarus this week, which makes a nice pleasant change. So we're able to record the podcast a wee bit earlier this week. And before we get stuck into that, it's a warm welcome again to Grant. How are you doing, Grant? Yeah, very well, thanks. Always nice to prepare for the podcast in the sun. <laughs> it is, and... I suppose this is a, a bit of a challenge for you as well, getting, what, three days ahead of yourself in terms of preparing your bets for the weekend? Yeah, some bookies can be a bit slower with, with certain markets, but there's a few bets that have caught my eye this weekend, so hopefully we can land a few more winners. Indeed. So before we get started, I know that we had a, a quick chat about the Premier League before we started recording the podcast, and it's been started by a bit of a... Ah, the public. Really, has the public. It's been a nightmare. It's, it's been a really difficult watch to the point where I'm kind of not watching it when I thought I would. I thought I'd be desperate to see a game of football, but if that's what it's serving up, then I'm finding it really hard to get excited about it. Yeah, it's definitely not for me. I think I watched seven minutes of the Bournemouth Palace game, I think, on Saturday night. Um, I saw the guy hit the free kick, which, to be fair, was a really good free kick, top corner, and I still switched it over. I just found it really really depressing to watch. <laughs> it was played at such a pedestrianised pace and just not for me really, not for me at all. Yeah, I found it a bit of a, a hard watch myself. I've watched most of the games but with a bit of difficulty um, to, to be honest. I definitely found myself enjoying the Bundesliga games more um, when I was watching them early on in the month. Yeah, the Bundesliga seemed to get in its stride a wee bit more quicker than, than the Premier League Um and hopefully that's what will happen in the Premier League. It's maybe just a bit of rustiness, maybe a bit of getting used to the surroundings and not having the fans on board. And hopefully we'll see things pick up a wee bit. But this week we've got the FA Cup to look forward to, which maybe is a more positive <laughs> dynamic to throw into the mix where teams, where teams need to go for it a wee bit. So, And I know that you've got a couple of games covered in that. Uh, coming up for his grant so we'll have a wee chat about that shortly yeah. uh, before we do that a wee look back to last week and it's probably one of our most successful weeks on the podcast for quite a while Greg you managed your what, eighth nap in a row on the way to a full house four out of four yeah it was a fantastic weekend last weekend um, no surprise that Dynamo Brest brought in the nap so yeah eight in a row which is great going so we'll look to make it nine in a row this week Yep, and Grant, you didn't do too badly either. Three out of four were your tips. The only team letting you down was QPR, which was a bit of a shame. Yeah, um, three of the four sort of main plays um, landed. So, yeah, can't complain with that. A, a good weekend's work. Good, so no pressure on this week. We're going to start with you, Grant. And I'm right in saying this is the last round of fixtures in Germany that we're going to have a look at. Yeah, it's the final round of fixtures in the Bundesliga this weekend. And it's make or break at the bottom of the table with the second automatic relegation place and the playoff position still to be decided. Mm-hmm. Two teams involved, Werder Bremen, who sit second bottom, 
and they're at home to Cologne on Saturday. Um, one place above them is Fortuna Dusseldorf, a team I spoke about on last week's podcast. They currently occupy the, the relegation playoff spot and they failed to ease their relegation fears when drawing 1-1 at home to Augsburg last Saturday. Um, the game last weekend was pretty much the story of the second half of the season for Fortuna, who've now drawn nine of their last 14 league matches. On the flip side, they have only lost two of their last 11 league games. Those defeats came against Bayern and Borussia Dortmund, so they are a hard team to beat, but they are finding three points hard to come by. This weekend, in their final fixture, they travel to Berlin to play Union, another team I spoke about last week and how well they've done to comfortably survive their first ever season in the Bundesliga. Um, However, I think that there may have been a bit of a hangover when they lost 4-0 away at Hoffenheim last Saturday. Um, and they go into this game with only really played, pride sorry, um, to, to play for. Should Dusseldorf win this game, they will survive, that their fate is in their own hands. Whereas a defeat and a coupled with a Bremen win would send Fortuna down. It's a bit more complicated if Fortuna Dusseldorf were to draw. They could still be relegated if Werder Bremen were to win by a, a four-goal margin. So a lot of ifs and buts is quite complicated. Dusseldorf, they are the joint second lowest scorers in the Bundesliga. And although they've tightened up at the back, that they have found goals hard to come by. Union Berlin are another side who don't score a lot of goals. Um, they've won only one of their last six league games. They've only scored two or more in just once in, in their last nine They'll also be without their, their top goal scorer, um, Sebastian Anderson, who's suspended for this match. So I'm not expecting a, a goal-heavy game here. I think it could be quite a, a nervy affair, quite tense, um, with so much to play for. But again, like last week, I do fancy Fortuna to take something from it. And again, I like the look of the combination that worked for me last week, that being Dusseldorf on the double chance alongside under four match goals. This week, that pays... 20 to 23 with Bet365. Yeah, it looks, I mean, I take it we're going on the basis that Union Berlin are pretty much down tools, job done, survival has been achieved, and they've effectively got nothing to play for this weekend, really, have they? Yeah, that's pretty much it. They've, they've just really seen the season out, um, having stayed up with a couple of games to go. They're not a team, as I mentioned, that get a lot of goals. And the same can be said about Dusseldorf. But I think Dusseldorf can get something. But it's quite an awkward one for Dusseldorf because they'll be desperate for the win. But on the other hand, they have to be careful they don't concede because goal difference could come into it, um, depending on how things go elsewhere. Yeah, it'll be one of those days where there's no doubt keeping an ear for, out for the, the Bremen result. Were you tempted at all to take Werder Bremen, considering... They not only have to win to give themselves a chance, but to win well against Cologne. It was a game I looked at, um, but they're quite short odds, Werder Bremen, yeah. to win the game. And they've really struggled at home this season. Um, I think there's a good chance they will get the win on Saturday, but it was one I decided to swerve, just given how badly they've struggled at home this season. Okay, so you're putting your faith in Dusseldorf um, and what looks like a, a nervy finish down at the bottom of the Bundesliga. So the bet on that one is Fortuna Dusseldorf double chance and under four match goals at 20 to 23 at Bet365. Yeah, that's a, a bet builder with Bet365. Nice one. 
Okay, so next we're going to have a look at the games in England and there's some FA Cup fixtures. Uh, there's four of those in the quarter final over the weekend. But first, you want to have a look at uh, Wolves' trip to Aston Villa on Saturday at lunchtime. Yeah, um, I backed Wolves last weekend on the podcast to score two or more goals away at West Ham. Uh, and it's a bet I like the look of again this Saturday when they, they face another team who are fighting for survival, that, that team being Aston Villa. Villa, they're in big trouble. They're really battling to avoid a, a quick-fire return to the Championship. They are just about to kick off away at Newcastle this evening, so that the league table could have a, a different look to it by the time they face Wolves this weekend. Um, but we spoke about Wolves' impressive away form last week on the podcast, uh, and they'll go to Villa on Saturday, where they'll come up against the, the team that have the worst defence in the Premier League. At the time of recording, Villa have conceded 58 goals in 30 games, almost an average of two goals per game. And they've managed just one clean sheet across their last 15 matches. So you can see where their problems stem from. Wolves, they're still firmly in the hunt for Champions League qualification. And they have the fifth best away record in the league, scoring in 12 of their 15 away games this season. I think it's also worth noting that this game will be Villa's fourth match in 10 days since the restart. They were playing catch-up and they started a bit earlier than the others um, playing their game in hand. And I think that might just begin to show um, this weekend. So I'm happy to take the same approach as last week and back a superior Wills team to score two or more goals. And that's priced up at 24-23 with VBET. Yeah, it's kind of tough for us at the moment doing the podcast given there's still the midweek games. Uh, to be played. So as you say, things might take on a slightly different complexion if Villa were to get a result uh, tonight, Wednesday night when we record the podcast. Having said that, Wolves have got a, a brilliant record away from home this season. Yeah, they've performed really well on the roads. Arguably even better away from home than they have been at Molyneux. Um, and I wouldn't put anyone off that the Wolves win, which I think is currently trading at 11-10, to 10, but Again, I'll stick with the goals bet here and go for two or more Wolves goals at 24-23 with VBET. Yeah, wouldn't argue with that. Another stat that I quite liked in this one is that Wolves have scored two or more away from home against six of eight teams that have played from the bottom half of the table. So that fits quite nicely uh, with the bet that you're proposing here. So, as you say, Wolves to score two plus goals at 24-23 with VBET. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, next up is our first FA Cup game of the weekend on the podcast, which is Norwich v Man United. And I guess you're coming at it from the angle that Norwich are really focusing on survival more so than a place in the FA Cup semi-final. Are they? (laughs) Well, they should be. (laughs) It's certainly one way of looking at it. Um, I think their survival hopes are, are definitely slim, but again, that could look different after tonight. Um, but yeah, staying in England and moving into the FA Cup, um, going to look at that game at Carroll Road on Saturday evening. Um, and it's Norwich at home to Man United. It's the quarter final stage of the FA Cup. And I think this is a, a trophy that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will definitely be targeting. United probably have the kindest draw of all the big hitters. Uh, and they'll be confident of overcoming a Norwich team who are in huge trouble after losing 3 0 at home to Southampton last Friday. I think it's fair to say there's been no shortage of entertainment at Carroll Road this season. I know it's a team that you've both spoken about on the podcast this season um, when it comes to goals. Um, 
I don't yeah, see why we enjoyed the old um, Norwich late goal show. Uh, this season's been pretty good, so we good to get a wee late goal for you <laughs> in, in this yeah. one. It's one of those teams who, yeah, you do associate with goals certainly this season, and I don't see why we can't expect another open game um, this weekend. And I think Norwich might see this as a bit of a free hit and a bit of a distraction from their struggles in the league. The two teams have already met twice in the league this season. United won comfortably in both occasions. It was 3-1 at Carroll Road and they won 4-0 at Old Trafford. They do enjoy playing against Norwich. They've avoided um, defeat in, I think it's their last eight matches with Norwich. And United, to me, look like a team who are maybe finally going in the right direction. Bruno, Bruno Fernandes has been a brilliant signing for them. They have Pogba and Rashford back from injury, and I fully expect them to take this tie seriously. Norwich, they've really struggled at the back this season. Ten of the 15 teams to, to visit Norwich in the Premier League have scored at least twice. Again, I had a look at the, the two-plus goals angle here, but four to six United looked a bit short to me to, to score two or more. Not something I was prepared to put up as a tip. Um, but we can boost that up to 20 to 21 by adding at least one Norwich card when using the bet builder on bet365. And I think that's a nice way of getting two-plus United goals on side here. Yeah, can't argue with that. Um, do we know who the referee is on Saturday yet? Something I looked into um, before the, the podcast, but I couldn't quite find out. So, not sure on that one. Fingers crossed it's Mike Dean. <laughs> yeah, it should. <laughs> I mean, we're only looking for the one card, so I would have thought the ref stats won't matter that much, really. Um, I'm happy to take any team to pick up a booking in a game, yeah. I suppose. It's a nice not, way to, to boost those odds, as you say. Yeah, not asking for too much with the one card, and you've got to expect Norwich will be on the back foot for long spells of this game. So, hopefully, they're, they're having to put the boot in. OK, so that's Man United to score two or more goals and Norwich to pick up a yellow card um, at 20-21 to 21 on a bet 3-6-5 bet builder. Yeah. OK, and the last game we're going to look at is Newcastle v Man City, which is live on TV at 6.30 on Sunday. Yeah, still in the FA Cup, I'm going to look at one of the ties that involve the other half of Manchester. Man City go to Newcastle and City have really looked at their old selves since the restart. Unlike Man United, I think Pep Guardiola will be desperate to retain the FA Cup and deliver another trophy. It would take a brave man to, to bet against City um, when they go to Newcastle this weekend. But I do think Newcastle could maybe keep this competitive. I think Steve Bruce has done a, a really good job at Newcastle under difficult circumstances. They're as good as safe in the Premier League with eight games to go. And I think this is their first appearance in the quarter-final stage of the FA Cup since 2006. And it's very well documented how long Newcastle have gone without a major trophy. Yeah. So I think they'll be fired up for this one. And Although I wouldn't back them to overcome City, I do like the look of Newcastle to score in this match at even money with Coral. I think that's quite a nice price. Newcastle have scored in three of their last four meetings um, with City at St James's Park. They managed to score twice against them this season and it's also a fixture that's seen um, five of the last six see both teams score so I think that's a nice sort of value bet maybe a bit of a bold one but I'm prepared to to have a play on it Yeah personally I think it is a bit bold I think Pep's already spoken about how seriously he's taken this game I think he made eight changes Tuesday night to his team Um, they obviously still won comfortably against Burnley but I think at the start of the week, this would have been his main priority, is to get past Newcastle. 
that's not to say Newcastle can't score, but as you say, I wouldn't be taking Newcastle in any shape or form to get past City on Sunday. No, I fully expect City to go through to the semi-finals. Um, there's no disputing that City have the squad to cope with the, the fixtures that are coming thick and fast. They do, of course, have their, their star defender back as well, Americ Laporte. Um, but I just think even money for any team to, to score in the game looks a, a bit too big for me. Um, so I'll put my neck on the line and back Newcastle to get on the score sheet on Sunday. Yeah, even money looks I like decent. It, mate. I like it. It's a bet. Yeah, it's good. Just looking, at the, just looking at the stats, I bet they would have landed six of the last seven meetings in total. So only once have Newcastle failed to score against City. Um going back as far as 2015 so yeah even money it's a brave one for me um, but I can't talk you out of it yeah no I, I do agree it's, it's a brave one it's one that I, I weighed up before we come on the podcast but I'm prepared to to have a punt on it yeah <laughs> good man Okay, we'll get you to recap those bets uh, once we get a wee round up from Greg as well. So, moving on to Belarus, Greg, and you're going for a remarkable nine in a row with your naps on the podcast. Yeah, it's quite incredible, actually. It wasn't until we got to about our sixth or seventh one in, you're starting to realise it's a really, really good run we're on at the moment in terms of the nap. Um, match I wonder, day sorry. Sorry, I was going to ask. I know that you had attempted a, a ten to a thousand pound challenge on the Mister Fixit site, and I just wonder. <laughs> I, I wonder what your nine in a row would have amounted to had you rolled that up to a, a one pound stake, where you would be at this particular moment in time. So maybe something we have a have a look at look at next week if uh, all going well. We we're looking at ten in a row. Yeah, I was asked if I was going to do another one, and I think I hastily said, not for a while, but I think you've talked me back into doing one, <laughs> possibly next week, so um, we'll restart again at some point next week. But in terms of match day 14 in Belarus last week, yeah, so obviously the full house, Neiman Grodno got us off to a winning start on Friday. They won 1-0 at Slutsk at 13-10. to I think it was 1-0, though, going it on. Great, it was a great shout, to be fair, because... As we touched on last week, it's something you've not done much is bet on the outright market. So fair play for you know being bold enough to to identify that one. Yeah, and I purposely stayed away from Grodno scoring two or more, just because it's quite a erratic league for goals, Belarus. Uh, although saying that, Grodno should have scored two or three in the first half quite easily. I think the match ended up with ten yellow cards and two red. Um, so I don't think we're getting. Card bookings, card or bookings anymore with the bookies. Um, I couldn't see any last week anyway, and although it's Wednesday evening, there's there isn't any up yet. So it'd be interesting to see if they've moved away from offering card markets in Belarus. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of games this weekend um, that look great for cards, but we'll touch upon that in a second. Dynamo Brest, obviously, um, they'll have the nap. They finished nine three on car on corners against Grodia and they hit three as well to deliver a 4-5 shot. And finally on Sunday, Rook Brest delivered four or more at 5-4. to four. So it was a cracking weekend. Belshina, I think a bit of a podcast and site favourite Belshina. Yeah. Often get a lot of engagement about Belshina, the prices and that sort of stuff. Uh, we didn't tip them last weekend, but we did say there's a very, very high chance they'll hit four or more at home to bat Borisov. And I think they hit five, actually. So well done to those that were on four plus and five plus at even money and two to one. Yeah, it's good to see um, 
Belshina is back on your list this week, but we'll come on to that in a wee second. Um, so we're going to start on Saturday, and it's FC Minsk v Shakhtar, who have now not won in two. Yeah, so a bit of a, a bit of a slump for them at the moment. In terms of last weekend, annoyingly, Shakhtar dropped points at home to Rootbrest last week, so that seemed back Borisov extend their lead at the top now to four points. And I think, obviously, as champions of Belarus pretty much every season for the last 15 seasons bar last season it'd be great to see that title race continue so hopefully it remains competitive and Bat Borisov um, don't rush away um, with the league early on yeah. but I think at the bottom of the league though Belshina and Smolovici do look like that's bottom two uh, come the end of the season I think they're nine points and six points from safety respectively so a big ask for them but yeah moving on to Match day 15, um, starting with the Minsk v Shakhtar match on Saturday. At, for some reason, now it's two it's 2.30. So I think they like to keep us on our toes, the Belarusians. So it's a half past two kickoff on Saturday and not at two o'clock. Don't, don't ask me why. <laughs> so I think um, FC Minsk had a two-week break, as you can remember, uh, due to a COVID outbreak. Yeah. And since then, they beat Slutsk 1-0. They then lost the next three matches. Now that victory against Slutsk doesn't really count because they're terrible. So <laughs> we're not we're not going to give them that one. So it's been a pretty poor run for FC Minsk, and it's actually seen them slip now to third bottom in the league, and only Smolovici and Belshina sit below them. Albeit they do have two games in hand. So they're playing Shakhtar, as we know, are having an absolutely fantastic season. Unbeaten in 10 games now, 7 wins, 3 draws. I think I did say last weekend there's a good chance they may slip up at some point soon. Um, and they did so last weekend at home to Rootbrest. I think they rescued a point kind of late on in the second half. But this match for me, and it's no surprise again, corners will be the key theme for match day 15. It served us really well so far um, on the corner markets. And when you look at FC Minsk, as a team... They're hitting 5.3 team corners per match, um, which is fairly decent in terms of this league. What I do like, though, they've hit four or more corners now in nine of their 12 games. So 75% of their games, they've hit four or more corners, and they've hit five-plus in eight of their games. Now, they're playing a Shatter side who concede quite a few corners on the road. I think they've now conceded five or more in their last five games. And I can't be having a team at home who are playing a team who are considering that many corners at such a big price here. So when I looked into this match, really surprised to see FC Minsk as big as four to five to hit four or more corners. Now, again, I've had a lot of success recently on the team corner counts. When you get a team to hit four or more corners, a very, very good chance it's going to land. Four corners is absolutely nothing. The home side and the plainer side who do concede on average over five corners per game. So I think FC Minsk at four to five to hit four or more corners looks big to me. Yeah, last few weeks you've pulled this trick, haven't you? Where it's kind of underdogs at decent prices, and I see FC Minsk are six to one to win at home. Um, you know, just taking them to win X amount of corners seems to have paid dividends. Yeah, and it's one of these bets that could land in the first 10 minutes, to be fair. Um, we, we haven't <laughs> relied on many late corners to land many of our tips recently. Mm. But I think Shakhtar, they are having a great season, Shakhtar, but I do think FC Minsk, based on their own um, performances at home on the corner count, can easily hit 
the four plus, and I think four to five for me is very, very generous. Okay, so is that Skybet? That Skybet, yeah. Okay, and again, other prices may become available closer to kick off. Yeah, once other bookies get their finger at their arse and really <laughs> price up the corner markets earlier, then we might have other markets to go with and other bookies to go with. But at the moment, yeah, it's just with Skybet. Yeah, I just hope the corner market doesn't go the same way as the card market anytime soon. Oh, that would be devastating, wouldn't it? It would. I'd have to get a one-man campaign to bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next game we're going to have a look at is Saturday, 4 o'clock, and the aforementioned Grodno v uh, Dynamo Brest. So I read this morning on Twitter, um, the Dynamo Minsk Twitter page um, called out that the football's biggest game on Saturday is between F- is between Dynamo Minsk and Bat Borisov. Now, that may very well be the case. So I had a little look into it. Bat Borisov, Dynamo Minsk, is the Belarusian classical. <laughs> it's deemed as the biggest match in the Belarusian calendar. So there'll be lots of reasons behind that. But for me, though, it doesn't touch on this game. This is the biggest game in the weekend in Belarus, match day 15. It's the two form sides, fourth place, Neiman Grodno, are at home to Dynamo Brest. Both teams at the moment are absolutely flying. Yeah. So Grodno brought in five wins in a row last weekend at Slutsk. And after a really sticky start for Dynamo Brest, they're really starting to motor on now. And that's them now won four of their last four games. Four wins in the spin, sitting third. And it's a, it's, a, it's a match between two form sides. So it's going to be really interesting to find out how this one pans out. Dynamo Brest, we're here again. Let's speak about Dynamo Brest performances corner-wise. 14 of their 14 games have seen 11-plus corners. 12 of their 14 games have seen 12-plus corners. But as last week was the case, we're still getting really good value on 10-plus match corners, which I think is really, really surprising. Yeah. you think by now they might have bumped up the market to maybe 11-plus um, for four to five or even money. Mm. But we're still getting value on 10-plus. So I'm happy to exploit that at the moment. I think I did see last weekend and the weekend before that that Dynamo Brest were the corner champions of Europe. So I'd like to apologise firstly. They're actually the corner champions of the world. <laughs> um, until last weekend, they're now sitting second in the corner count. Someone's Away. overtaken them. And it could Away. be a team from Serbia. I might need to do a bit of homework on that. But they're no longer the world champions. They're sitting second. So they've hit 13.43 corners per game this season which is the second best of any side in any league and in can, the world. Can I ask for people listening, where is the best place to get these corner stats? So for me, there's a couple of places. Daily Stats card does some good stats, but for me, in terms of corners, the best site in terms of these markets would be the Stats Don't Lie. Stats so don't lie. give both those guys a follow. Some cracking data there. Really, really good. Really good insight and really easy to view as well. Okay. So at the moment, Dynamo Brest are, as a team, hitting 7.29 team corners per match. On the road, that dips a little bit down to six, but they're still hitting six corners every away game. But as I keep on saying every single week, Dynamo Brest do concede a high, high volume of corners. Mm -hmm. So away from home, they're conceding 6.5 corners a game, which is actually the fourth highest in the league. Looking at their away games... They've conceded six plus in all six away games. But when you look at the size they're playing there, they've conceded six away at Slutsk, six at Belshina, 
and six at Rootbrest. So this is much, much tougher. They're playing a side who have won five games in a row. And Dynamo Brest have conceded four or more now in 13 of their 14 games this season. So it's one of these games, looking at Dynamo Brest away, their six games have ended 7 7-7, 5-6, 6-6, 7-7, 7-6, 4-7. So it's a pretty decent spread against Connors for and Connors against. And I do like the look at this one again for Connors. It's placed up nicely. They're playing a really good Grodno side who will be looking to make it six wins in a row. Yep. I think they've actually got a game in hand, Grodno, as well. So do, even yeah. bigger incentive here for them to, to kind of make the ground up on, on back Borisov. Grodno themselves, they're hitting five corners per game at home. So I wouldn't say their corner stats are, are fantastic or anything to shout home about, but they are playing some great stuff at the moment, playing really well. And I think there's two really good markets here for me. So first of all, I'm going to take 10 plus corners in this match at four to five. And there's no surprise here that, that that's this weekend's nap as we aim for nine in a row. Yep. And secondly, like I've highlighted a few times before, Dynamo Brest do concede a lot of corners, especially on the roads. And I think there's real value here in taking a really good Grodno side to hit five corners at 11 to 10. It's a sky bet as well. They're both a sky bet, yeah. Are you surprised to see Grodno's big as 9-4 to four to win the game? I am, actually, especially after five wins in a row. Mm-hmm. I think Dynamo Brest are possibly priced up in the fact that they are last year's champions. Mm-hmm. They have won, obviously, four games in a row, and they're really starting to claw back to the gap now uh, against Bat Borisov. So they are a big price. Again, it's, it's not a match for me. I'd even think about picking a winner. Uh, really, really difficult, and they, they might just cancel each other out. But mm-hmm. I do still think there's value here on the corner markets here, and really, it's difficult to find any holes in this one. Well, I know you've made some friends with the various UK-based Grodno supporters clubs, so even though we won't be backing them with our own money, we can certainly keep our fingers crossed that they get the win on Saturday. Yes, so best luck to the um, Glasgow Grodno club, the Sunderland Grodno club, and the Yorkshire Grodno club. Uh, you've all been set up purely <laughs> as a result of football ending around the world and these guys decided to uh, follow Grodno so good stuff Brilliant, that's what I love to hear OK, so our last game in Belarus is on Sunday and it's Rook Brest against podcast favourites Belshina Yes, yeah, so this is the last kick-off on match day 15 on Sunday uh, Just before that, I think um, back Boris over at home to Dynamo Minsk like I said before, back Boris over 5-6 to six to win that match. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. They look really big. And I'm not sure why. They were 4-5 to five this morning. And they're now 5-6. to six. So interesting to see what's going on there. But with back Borisov at home, and back Borisov have been pretty relentless recently. Yeah. Um, they obviously got back to winning ways last weekend against Bolshina. But just be interesting to see how that game pans out. So it's not a game I'll be touching, but mm-hmm. interesting to see back Borisov as big as that. And it could yeah. very well be it's because it's the Belarusian classical. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it may well be. Form goes out the window, as they say. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, the last match for me is Rook Brest versus Bolshina. So, obviously, had a lot of success back in both these sides on the corner markets. When you look at Rook Brest at home, they're hitting 6.83 team corners at home, which is actually the third highest in the league. And amazingly, Bolshina, for a team that's bottom of the league, have the highest corners for count on the road. 
they're hitting <laughs> 6.2-corners a game away from home, um, which is pretty impressive. So both sides overall averaging well over five corners a game. Rook Brest have the second highest average corners a game at home, just hitting under 12.7 corners a game. And I overall, think, their games are seeing 11 corners a game for Rook Brest. I think if I was Bill Sheen, a manager, I'd be scouring Europe for a seven-foot-tall centre-half. They're the most and, underrated thing in the world, corners. To try and convert some of these corners <laughs> that they're winning. I think what's the stat is that for every 100 corners, one goal scored. Is that right? Yeah, but to be honest with you, I don't care if they score or not, as long <laughs> as they get them. Get to that byline and get it blocked. Get out for a corner. So, <laughs> so all of our corners in this one again? Yeah, looking at Rick Brest, really positive um, in terms of the data here. Nine of their last 10 games have delivered over 10 corners for Rick Brest, 10 or more, sorry. And they've seen four or more corners in fourteen in all fourteen league games so far. At home for Rootbrest, all six games have seen ten or more corners, and they've hit four or more in five of their six home games. Now, bearing in mind at home, they've played Gorodia, FC Minsk, and uh, Smolovici. All three of those sides hit five or more corners. So we know Belshina have got a real knack of delivering at least four corners. I mean, we all know about Bolshina's kind of corner antics, so more than capable of Bolshina hitting four or five here. Now, the bookies have caught on a little bit. Bolshina are as short as eight to 13 to hit four or more. So I won't be touching that, and I'm a bit dubious about them hitting five at um, five to four. But there's two bets I do like the look of. So again, more than happy to take 10 plus corners here at 4 to 5. I think Root Brest at home, they can crack up at least 6 or 7 corners here potentially. And Bill Sheena, as we know, are always good for a minimum of 4 corners. Mm. So that makes the 10 plus really attractive. And again, I think we're getting some decent value in that 4 to 5. I think it should possibly be a little bit higher set in terms of probably around the 11 plus mark for that, for that amount. Okay. And lastly, a market that I've looked at for a few weeks now. Uh, but I think this game kind of stacks up is both teams to land four or more corners at five to four. Rook Brest should easily bring in the four plus. And as I keep on saying, obviously, Bilshina hit four plus in pretty much every game. So I think the four plus for each side looks really attractive at five to four. And that's also with Skybet. Far be it from me to advise you one bet on corners in Belarus, but I just don't like the look of that. Both teams haven't they? Uh, get four or more corners and I would I would usually agree with you for that one um, a few people have asked me and urged me to tip it and tip that market but I like to keep things simple I don't like relying on two teams hence why I don't often do bets that involve both sides contributing to something mm-hmm. but because it's Bolshina because Root Brest corner stats at home stack up so well um, I can't see Root Brest not hitting four at home and Bilshina away from home are playing a side that are as a game Bilshina again need to get a result from and Bilshina week after week keep on delivering four and five corners so for me for that to come in I think we're just relying on Bilshina to get the four mm-hmm. if Bilshina get four corners in this match this will land and that's a lot more attractive than trying to get eight to thirteen on Bilshina at uh, landing four yeah, so yeah. I do agree with you, it's not a market I would normally go for but in this match it does look um, a lot stronger and, um, for, for both sides to hit four or more 
I think I'd still rather be on the 10 or more corners combined at 45 than both teams getting four or more, but I wish you the best of luck with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place at five to four, I think. I think if the 10 lands, I think the 40, 40, four for each side should land as well. Far away. Okay. And that's so is that like to say who you to question my corner exactly. knowledge and be <laughs> exactly. honest? Absolutely no one. <laughs> okay, so can we just have a recap re, recap a recap of all uh, this week's bets? Start with yourself, Grant, please. Yeah, of course. The first bet comes from the Bundesliga on Saturday in the match between Union Berlin and Fortuna Düsseldorf, where I'm combining Fortuna Düsseldorf double chance double chance, sorry, and alongside under three and a half goals. At 20-23 with Bet365. The second bet is from the Premier League's lunchtime kickoff on Saturday when I'm again going to back Wolves to score two or more goals. That pays 24-23 with VBET. Third bet comes from the FA Cup on Saturday evening where I'm combining two or more Man United goals alongside at least one Norwich card at 20-21 with Bet365. The fourth and final bet comes from the Sunday evening FA Cup tie between Newcastle and Man City, where I'm controversially backing Newcastle to score <laughs> even money with Coro. Not at all, Grant. I'm a big fan of that one. Big fan. <laughs> and your tips, Greg? Yeah, so match day 15 in Belarus. Uh, first up on Saturday at 2.30, I'm taking FC Minsk to hit four or more corners at 4-5. Then moving into the next game at half past four, it's podcast champions Dynamo Brest. They're away to Neiman Grodno in match of the day in Belarus, regardless of what uh, Dynamo Minsk fans think. <laughs> and in that match, I'm taking 10 or more corners at 4 to 5, and also taking Neiman Grodno to hit 5 or more corners at 11 to 10. And the final match for me is the last kickoff on Sunday, and I'm taking corners between Root Brest and Bolshina taking 10 or more corners in that game at 4-5 to five, and I'm also controversially taking both sides to hit 4 or more corners at 5-4 to four. Good stuff Okay, so don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at Slipsteps and you can all, always follow the Gambler account on Twitter which is at Gambler tips. I'll be back on Friday with Voice of Value for a look at the live racing on ITV on Saturday. And once again, a huge thanks to Grant for joining us this week. Good luck with your bets this weekend, Grant. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Best of luck to everyone with their bets this weekend. Yep, and good luck to yourself, Greg, and best of luck with your nine in a row nap challenge. Yes, thank you very much. Good luck, everyone.